that is Lord Enthroned in Heavenly Splendor. And that is what we're going to be taking a look at on this uh, November the 19th in the year of our Lord 2019. I'm with Pastor Mark Smith. Where have we been the last two weeks? I don't know. I've been here. <laughs> no, no. You were on assignment once. Yeah. Didn't you go to a... Yes, I'm Pastor Tom Baker. Mark Smith was with me. And this is my first live time back in the studio. I was ill for a little bit, and uh, hopefully we'll be going to town. Tomorrow's going to be Bible study, and we'll be talking something about the last day. We're going, but, uh, to, going to town. You said we're going to town? Yeah, we're going to go to town. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the way of saying we're going it's to get expression. going. Yes, expression. <laughs> Lord Enthroned in Heavenly Splendor is actually a Welsh hymn. Yeah. Uh, by George H. Bomey. Originally, it had 10 stanzas, which means that Mark Smith's church would never sing it. <laughs> it's a little bit different. You know, the hymn that we have in the hymnals is different from the one that yes. we just show. Uh, yeah, just there's played. different tunes. Yeah. But it's that's a use- pretty one. It's useful for processions at Ascension and other festive occasions. Now, what happened in Wales is there was a mine disaster, and families gathered at the pit to see if their loved ones were safe, and they would sing this Welsh hymn as it brought special strength and comfort. I've always felt that the Welsh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about them, but they always seem to have some beautiful hymns, beautiful singing coming out of that uh, that area. Yes. Um, I wish I could... I wish I could give you some other hymns that are Welsh, but I, that's all I can tell you is, is I, 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 uh, I identify the Welsh as being great vocalists. Right. And, and then the words are really good. Yes. Yes. So without further ado, would you please read the first stanza? Lord enthroned in heavenly splendor, first begotten from the dead, you alone are strong defender lifting up your people's head. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Jesus true and living bread. Jesus true and living bread. All right, a couple of things that may be a little difficult to understand. What does this mean, lifting up your people's head? Well, I wondered about that too. You know, he's he's the head, we are the body. We are the body. Right. Uh, Is that talking about uh, lifting up your people's head? Yeah. his resurrection. Is it talking about his resurrection, or is it talking about, um, well, no. In, in the liturgy, you know, we say lift up your hearts. Yes. So uh, lift up your head. Well, of course, uh, we're told that, you know, when when we see these signs uh, taking place, we're to look up, straighten up, lift up our heads for our redemption draweth nigh. Does that have anything to do with it? I mean, it is the end of the church year. I would say there's a distinction between, remember the Pharisee and the publican? Yes. What was the attitude of the publican? Oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I'm and a remember, he sinner. was on the ground looking down. Yes, right, looking down. He couldn't down. even lift his eyes up. Be right, right. But now we can lift our uh-huh. heads up. With the absolution. That's right. All exactly. of our sins are forgiven. Now we, Now we can... Dare to, to, to look up. You're right. Yeah, I think Good I point. had the same point you did at first. Was it Jesus who's the head? But if that was true, 
the word head would be capitalized. Right. And it's not. Mm -hmm. So in heaven, we don't have to look away from God. No. Like we do today. Beatific vision. Yes. Look him right in the eyes. Remember Isaiah 6? Woe is me. For I'm a sinful man, and I come from a people of unclean lips. Yes. Right. And he thought he couldn't look at God at right, all. Right. And even Moses on Mount Sinai. In fact, he Mount thought he Sinai, would die. Yes, that's right. And even Moses on Mount Sinai only could see the backside of God. Mm-hmm. Today, what's the backside of God? The cross. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Because when you see the cross... That doesn't help you understand who God is until you hear the interpretation. Because the disciples all saw him die on the cross, and then afterwards they were all confused and worried. It didn't help them until Jesus explained to them on the road to Emmaus, for example. So, Lord enthroned in heavenly splendor. Now, why would they choose this hymn? Well, what's this Sunday coming up called? It's Christ the King Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the church year. Yeah. Um, Christ the King. So how does this fit in with the... You think the last Sunday of the church year would be talking about Judgment Day? Well, that, uh, you know, that has already been uh, part of the readings the last couple Sundays. You know, Correct. His, his return. And it's, and it's going to continue to be part of the emphasis in the early Advent, too. Yes. Did you realize what the gospel reading is for in, this? It's about um, Jesus on the cross. Well, that's he came to reign not on a throne, but on yes. a cross. And ends with um, Jesus saying to the one thief, today you will be with me in paradise. In paradise. And so it talks about what he says to the daughters of Jerusalem. And then uh, now in Luke, the first word he says is, Father, forgive them while they're nailing him to the cross. Yeah. In fact, the cross is really central to this Sunday. In fact, if you take every Sunday bulletins from Concordia Publishing House, that's what's depicted is Jesus speaking to uh, the malefactor, as they both hang on the cross. That's the, depicted on the cover of the leaflet. For this Sunday. For this coming Sunday. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and you wonder, how does that fit with the last Sunday of the church year? But it's the uh, last day of Jesus. That's right. Yes. Christ the King. And, um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the sermon. I've already prepared it and pretty well sent it to the uh, congregation and uh, just having a wonderful time. Because I preach at one congregation, then I do the Bible study, then I go to the university. And uh, they have their own building, and it's beautiful chapel. No kidding. And uh, we have another service there. And this is Central Illinois? Yeah. Yeah. Macomb. Macomb, Illinois? You sure? Yes. I've heard of Macomb. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's right on Highway 67. Uh Uh-huh. I live a mile from Highway 67. No that's, kidding. That's Limburg. Oh, is that right? That That's 67. Yeah. No kidding. And so you if you follow Lindberg all the way all up there, the, you could take it all I go the way right up by there. the church. <laughs> It'd be a little stop and go, though, I think. <laughs> well, actually, they have four lanes uh, to a, a lot of it. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's kind of interesting, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about Lord enthroned in heavenly splendor, first begotten from the dead. I thought Lazarus was risen from the dead before Jesus. 
Yeah, but but the only reason why Lazarus could be raised is because Jesus is Lord of the resurrection. Yes. He's, he's the first fruits of them that sleep. Yes. And so the word begotten there means the primary resurrection. Right. Which is really important because Jesus is the eternally only, begotten. The only begotten son. That's right. Yeah. Those. And eternally begotten. Exactly. Okay. Um Jerusalem and living bread, Jesus true and living bread. Now see, I think this would be not a bad hymn for communion. It, it would be. Yes. Yeah. That's right, it would be. It co- it covers a lot of the bases. I'll check out stanza two. Though the lowliest form now veil, you as of old in Bethlehem, here is there your angels hail you, branch and flower of Jesse's stem. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. We in worship join with them. We in worship join with them. He's talking about Christmas, of course, his nativity. Namely, that uh, he was in the loneliest form now veiled. What does right. that mean? Well, he's just a humble baby in, in a manger in Bethlehem, a stable, lowliest form now veiled. You, you know, I mean, you would never know this is the very Son of God. Right. I mean, except the angels have told you that. Here. Yeah, it's interesting. In some countries like uh, Spain, etc., they're really having a problem whether Muslim women can be permitted to be veiled. Yeah. You know, when they yeah going well, over the speed limit, all kinds of things. Oh, like you that. have to feel sorry. I tell you, you know, you see them occasionally here in St. Louis, yeah, you know, right. like out in West County, and uh, you think, boy, it's got to be awfully hot under all that, you know. And oh. sometimes, sometimes they, sometimes they have just a a, a small right uh, opening in their hood. I don't know for want of a better word. It must be must be awful difficult to have to wear that every day, especially in the St. Louis heat. Um, don't you wear vestments every Sunday? Yes. And people look it's at di- you. Boy, it's sure hot. <laughs> yeah, it is hot. Let me tell you, I sweat right in the middle of. Oh, winter. do you really? Oh man, I'll tell you. Yeah. See, I, I finished uh, eleven weeks at the hospital. Uh, this exercise program, Monday, yes. Wednesday, and Friday, and never sweated once. No kidding. No, I, I don't sweat that much, even when I'm exercising. So, hmm. so they got rid of me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Though the lowliest form now veil you, as of old in Bethlehem, here as there. Okay, how's he veiled now? Here as there. Now that's a, that's an interesting point. Is he talking from this perspective of? enthroned in heavenly splendor yeah in other words here the angels hail you as they did above the fields of bethlehem right that's good that's good here as there your angels hail you branch and flower that's beautiful branch and flower of jesse's stem okay what does that mean branch and flower. a righteous branch that was uh that's right. told that he would be a righteous branch of, of jesse's stem and jesse was Jesse was the father of David. Yeah. So Jesus is a, a son of David, but he's also Lord. And who is the father of Jesse? Um, let me see. Obed, 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 and and Ruth, right? No, no Boaz. Ruth and Boaz. That's right. Yeah. Ruth and Boaz, of course. I think they had Obed, and then Obed had Jesse. Yeah, yeah. And then Jesse had David. I think you're right. Yes. In fact, 
that's the Sunday school lesson I'll be doing today. Oh, on issues etc. About um, the prophet goes to anoint a king, and of course he looks at the brothers yes. of David. Yes, and oh, they're oh, all the, he's got to be here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and God says, "Nope, not nope. them." No. <laughs> and uh, the whole point is, we look outwardly at a yeah. person and make a judgment. God looketh at the heart. Yeah, very good. Yeah. That's exactly what it says. That's what uh, Samuel says. Right. And then he chooses David. Um, so, yeah, I've got some things that I'm going to be saying. I find out at noon what time the program is. It's sometime between 3 and 5. Sometime between 2. Well, you just have to listen to the whole two hours. That's all. Oh, yeah. That's what they want you to do. <laughs> Tricky. Um, and we in worship join with them. We in worship join with them. How is Jesus under a veil in our worship? Well, he comes to us through the word and sacrament. Yes. I was just thinking about that. We in worship join with with angels and archangels and with all the company, company of heaven. heaven. Yeah. Yes. And you're right. Uh, he's veiled. He's veiled under bread to and us wine. Under the bread and wine. Yep. Under the word. Right. All right. Three, please. Paschal lamb, your offering finished once for all when you were slain. In its fullness undiminished shall forever more remain. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Cleansing souls from every stain, cleansing souls from every stain. Now, I've got a question about, uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but in its fullness undiminished. Well, well, why is that? I sense that's an important point. Maybe you could. Okay, what does its fullness refer to? You were slain, okay, once for all. Now, his, uh, his redemption, it is finished. And uh, the whole world was redeemed. Every last sin was atoned for on that cross in its fullness. In other words, is it saying, let's see, well, of course, we can't add to anything he's done. I mean, he's already done it all. He's already atoned for for all of us and, and atoned for every last one of our sins. But well, he, it's, it's fullness. What is it? Well, what, what is it getting at there? The fullness. Undiminished. Here's the way I understand it. In its fullness undiminished. Change it. In its fullness diminished. Oh, yeah. what would that mean? <laughs> that means it's that means it's it's not as uh, full as right. it was when he did it. In other words, you know, over time, you know, right. that's not right. Of course, no, you know that it's wrong to think that. Uh, what were the words from the cross? It is showed? finished. Yes, yes. See, and that showed it's undiminished. Right. You can't add to it. No, you know. no, in its fullness undiminished. Right. Uh, That's all it took. I mean, whereas almost well, every religion in the world outside of Christianity adds to it. Yeah, they tell you what you have to do, and unfortunately, a number of Christians even Christians think you have to you have to kind of add to that. Yeah, you got to invite them into your heart. You got to do this. You got to do that. Right. All all these house rules they have and such. But boy, no, it's undiminished, and that's how I would understand that. And. Shall forevermore remain. That's right. That reminds me of Hebrews, where it talks about that the sacrifices that never forgave sins that were done by the priests had to be done daily. 
Mm-hmm. Right. This was a one time. That's right. Never again. And see, this is where we would disagree with the Roman Catholics who believe that the Lord's Supper is a... Uh, a, a, a unbloody sacrifice. Yeah. Yes, a continuation. Yeah. A Jeff to continue. Yeah, and, and it's and not. Do that for uh, even the dead. No. Yeah. And what does it do? Cleansing souls from every, every stain. stain. Now, I'll tell you how a lot of people interpret that, is that you never sin no more. No, no. We daily sin much yeah, and indeed deserve nothing but punishment. But it's almost like, is this is this irreverent? But God has almost, by his redemption, given us a Teflon coating. So... Is that bad? I, no, in other words, I, sin does not stick to us. We sin all the time. We yes. sin every day. But when God looks at us through Christ's righteousness, he doesn't. He sees us as a saint. He doesn't see us as a sinner. I, I love using analogies to help people understand. The trouble with Teflon is that gives me the impression that sin won't affect you. Yeah. That, I, I I look at it more like it's like a daily car washing. Uh huh. <laughs> no, this trip to I tell you, Illinois is the dirtiest oh, state. Man. For, <laughs> that's not right. That's not fair, Tom. <laughs> I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the roads. <laughs> they gave me directions once how to get back, and uh, they said, and when you get to 67, turn right. And so I went up, and there was a street there, but it had no sign on it. So I kept on going, and I was running into a cornfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and dusty ground and such. And uh, this morning, my wife looked at the car. Boy, is this dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But any anytime you go on the highway these oh, sure. days. Oh, mine's filthy, too. i got to get it washed. Yeah. Right. So... Um, Cleansing souls from every stain means you are stained, but the stains are cleansed. Right. So not so much Teflon as it is, it just doesn't stick to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Teflon could be used. He's made of stainless steel by his death. No, that's not good either. No, I can tell by the look on your face you don't like that. Well, because <laughs> we are sinners. Yeah, we are. So we are sin, but... Simul justus et peccator, sinner and saint at the same time. The stains are cleansed. That's why I kind of like a uh-huh. daily car wash right. type of thing is about uh-huh. the closest you could get to it. Yeah, that's good. And, and, of course, this is why we begin the devotion. Uh, Luther suggests that we use the sign of the cross to remind us to go back to the promise of our baptism. Our baptism has washed away every last sin. Well said. Would you read stanza four? Life imparting heavenly manna, stricken rock with streaming side, heaven and earth with loud hosanna, worship you, the Lamb who died. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Risen ascended, glorified, risen ascended, glorified. So you have the risen, which means the resurrection, the ascended, which is the ascension, yeah, and the glorified is when judgment day comes right right type of thing but question stricken rock with streaming side how would you explain that to a child well uh the rock of course is christ that's you know paul's picture the rock that followed israel through the wilderness was christ from which they got water right that's right and also his he was stricken 
And remember, John talks about how when his side was pierced by the Roman lance, out came blood and water. Blood and water, right, which right. is a signal that Stricken death had occurred. With streaming side. And that, that of course, is a picture, too, of him, him giving us, well, baptism and him giving us uh, his body and blood. Well, particularly the first words of verse 4. Life imparting, heavenly manna. He's yeah. the bread of life. He's the, he's the manna. He's the heavenly manna. See, that returns us to verse 1 at the end. Mm-hmm. Jesus, true and living bread. Yes, right. Yeah. See, the word bread doesn't necessarily just mean that which you make out of flour or whatever. But a lot of times if you're walking down the street and somebody is uh, poor and they say, do you have any bread? Yeah. They're not happy when you pull out a slice of yeah. bread and give it to them. <laughs> What do they mean by bread? They mean money. Yeah, they mean... Sustenance, whatever you exactly. for the day. And so Jesus is the living bread. Right. He's the source of, of all life. So there's a lot of imagery... There is. ...that they bring into this. He's manna. A lot of people don't realize that Jesus was the one who sent the manna. That's right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He's stricken rock, so manna, bread, rock, water, and streaming side, you know. Re- reminds me of another hymn. Riven the rock for me, thirst to relieve. Manna from heaven's fall, heaven falls fresh every eve. I think I've got that right. Yeah, what that's is good. that hymn? What is that hymn? Just, trying to think what it is. I don't know. Riven the rock for me, thirst to relieve. What is that hymn? If I knew it, I'd tell you. Uh, it, I think the title reminds is me of it. Ribbon the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Stricken Rock was streaming side. Yeah. Um, Heaven and earth with loud Hosanna worship you, the Lamb who died. So here we have him as manna, rock, streaming side, and then lamb. Where does that come from? The Lamb? Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the vision of uh, of heaven's high court after his ascension. Yes, when he's the lamb, you know, he, he returns as a slain lamb. The slain lamb. And right? what does John the Baptizer say? Behold, the Lamb of God, who who taketh away the sin of the world. And what was the blood they put on the doorways? The the blood the of the blood of the lamb. Yes, and then the angel of death passed over. Passed over. Right. That's where we get Passover from. Right. And so when we take the Lord's Supper, the angel of death passes, passes over, us. over us. Isn't that interesting? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I often, in every sermon, I try and put in the, the cross, the resurrection, baptism, and the Lord's Supper. Yeah, that's right. It's some that's kind right. of, especially when you're having the Lord's Supper yeah, that yeah, day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I so, do the same thing. I try to, with the resurrection, the cross, the, uh, uh, as you said, uh, baptism. The Lord's Supper, all of those points. So try, to, try to hit them all. You're preaching this Sunday? This Actually, we are hosting, we're having a Christ Community Lutheran School Sunday, CCLS Sunday. We are hosting. We're ha- we're... Oh, it came on a little quick. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm preaching Saturday, but not Sunday. Oh. And you're Saturday and Sunday services? Yeah, they're, they're at. 9 a.m. Sunday and 5 p.m. Saturday. 5 p.m. Right. And then a Bible study Sunday. Bible study afterward. Right after All right. Sunday. Hopefully, 
We'll be back next Tuesday. Okay. I'm Tom Baker, Mark Smith. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.